Yo, what is up, family? The journeyers. That's what we calling them. They're the journeyers, man. <laughs> it is absolutely a phenomenal privilege that we are here again. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's yours truly, Nathaniel Jefferson, and welcome to the second episode of the Journey Podcast. I'm with my boy, my brother. I say it all the time, my co-host. Steph Harden, man. What is going on, bro? What's good, family? Hey, we're back again with the journey with my friend, with my brother, with who's a great theologian, scholar. He's the myth, the man, the legend. There ain't nobody like him. (laughs) Well, we're not getting there. But, man, I love my boy, Nathaniel Jefferson. It's a privilege to be here again, bro. Oh, man, I love you too, bro. I appreciate you. Get my heart, <laughs> bar. <laughs> Yo, bro, last episode, man, we dig deep on the importance of just journeying with God through life. Um, and I don't want dis- to I don't want to disregard those who may not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are still journeying through things, too, as well. Yeah. Um, but. The foundation and the premise of this podcast is to help individuals learn how to journey with God mm-hmm. through life, mm-hmm. not wondering. Because I feel like when you aren't in community with God, when you don't have a covenant relationship with him or his people, you're just wondering, true. trying to figure things out, stumbling through life. True, um, true, true. But, yo, I, I even think that sometimes even believers can stumble through that's life. True. That's true. That's true. That's so true. Again, because something that I mentioned in the last last podcast, we can believe something cognitively. Mm-hmm. Look at the scriptures, read the scriptures with with firm understanding, and say, "I get that," but our heart hasn't really embraced it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just stumbling and stumbling through things, and I think it's important for us to really take a minute and to reflect, God, where am I? Am I journeying with you through these areas of my life or am I figuring it out on my own? Because mm. when we start to put our own intellect and our own knowledge and our own, you know, pride into it, bro, it never works out. In that's this, so in true. Bro. That's but so anyway, true. that's not what we're talking about. That's not, <laughs> that's not. Although that last podcast was absolutely dope. It was absolutely phenomenal. Right. Um, and if y'all haven't viewed it, yo, it's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Google. It's on Simplecast. Go check it out. Um, but today. Today. <laughs> we about to, we about to talk about how to journey with the Lord through faith. Hmm. Through faith. Through faith. Through man. faith. Faith is an essential part of the Christian life. It is the crux. It is the foundation in which we have access to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be lit. Yeah. It's going to be a dope conversation. We're just going to flow. So, yo, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. Again. It's it's an exciting moment. We're back again, Steph. How you feeling, man? I need to ask you. Oh, man, listen. I'm feeling well, man. Sometimes you may not physically feel well, but in your heart you feel well. So if you're good with that, I can move with that. That's a fact. I feel that. I feel that. mm -hmm. But, yo, so we journeying with the Lord uh, through faith today. We're going to be talking about that, man. And 
I think it will behoove us if we didn't give up, give our viewers and our listeners a clear definition of faith. Um, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two and verse eight that uh, for by grace, right, you have been saved through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Through faith. Right. The mm-hmm. Bible also talks about and. Um, in Hebrews chapter 11, actually, it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the mm. evidence of things not seen. Mm. Yo, faith. And I think it's also equally as important to kind of just talk about this for a moment, because although we're going to be talking about faith in a form of everyday life, mm-hmm. there's also there's different components to faith. Um, and one that comes to mind before we dig, dig a, a little deeper in the conversation that we're going to have today uh, is saving faith. Hmm. Saving faith. Saved by grace. Saved by grace. Through faith. Get into it, bro. Right. Get into it. In other words, uh, faith is the key that unlocks the door to the grace of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this doctrine, a theological principle um and it's the doctrine of justification by faith alone mm-hmm. and to be justified you have to think about that we serve a holy god true a god that is holy and true. righteous and just perfect right he's yeah. perfect mm-hmm. and we are our unholy people true right and he desperately desires, he longs to be in community with us, to fellowship with us. Mm-hmm. But because we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about, Paul says it um, in one of his epistles in, to the uh, church at Corinth. He says, the days of my righteousness mm-hmm. as filthy rags. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, that's actually Romans chapter 7. Mm-hmm. He said, the days of my righteousness are as filthy as dirty rags, meaning that even on my good days, even on my best days, I'm still considered unclean. So true. My deeds, there we go. Yeah, go ahead. Cannot justify me. Mm. So even when we're doing good, that does not give us access to the Father. Go ahead. Right? Talk, man, talk. So what gives us access to the Father is Jesus Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. He is the way that gives us access. He is the door mm-hmm. for us. Um, and so the, jo- the doctrine of justification through faith, you have to be, uh, um, it, it is imperative. I want to say this and make it very clear. And I don't want to use big theological words, but I am because I have to make my point clear. <laughs> make it clear. I just have to make we'll break it down later. <laughs> so, so. Because we are unholy people and God desires to have connection with us mm-hmm. to reconcile us back into relationship with him, he used the death of his son mm-hmm. on the cross, right? Yeah. His blood literally cleansed us, washed us. In other words, he uh, he is a propitiation mm-hmm. for our sins. Mm-hmm. The word propitiation, I know it's a big theological word, but it simply means it means that God literally turned his wrath away from us and instead gave us a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's a holy God. That's true. He can't stand unholiness, mm-hmm. not the person, 
but the thing that has the person in bondage. Mm -hmm. The show. Mm -hmm. The thing that has the person in this constant cycle of disconnection from God. Mm -hmm. So he had to send his son Jesus to be the propitiation for our sins, to turn the wrath of God away from us, mm -hmm. right? And give us the gift of God, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, God didn't allow Jesus to impute his righteousness upon us. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It just simply means that it was an exchange. It's true. So our dirtiness, our unholiness, our unrighteousness, was given to Jesus in exchange. He gave us forgiveness. Mm. Peep that, family. Peep he that. He gave us freedom mm. and liberty. True. He gave us access mm -hmm. to the Father. The Bible says that when Jesus is on his last hour, um, he said, into thy hands I commit my spirit. The Bible says that the veil split into two. Mm. That was the barrier that kept us between, that kept us from having Free access to God. Yeah. Now I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what the word says. Yeah. Now we have access. Now we have access. Therefore, here we go, Hebrews, we can come boldly mm. to the throne. To the mm. throne of grace. Mm. Right. We don't need someone to stand in the gap for us. Yes. Yes. Jesus already filled that gap. Yes. He was the bridge that got us over the hump. True. True. Right, mm. so he imputed his righteousness mm. on us. Wow. Right, so that's 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 saving faith. And uh, Martin Luther, who was a theologian in the 16th century, um, he was from the Protestant um, Reformation. Um, he believed in the same saying, "Sola fide," which means faith alone. Mm -hmm. We are saved. By faith alone in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The grace saved by faith alone. So what does that mean? It means that if we're going to be able to believe that Jesus Christ was the propitiation for our sins, mm -hmm. the only one that can turn away the wrath of God, a holy wrath, a just wrath, a wrath that we deserve, mm -hmm. he had to give up his life. He said, no one takes my life. Mm -hmm. I lay it down. I lay it down on my own. Mm -hmm. Right. True. For God so loved the world. I'm giving. It's come on, I'm giving uh, Forever 21. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> logo is on the back. Right right the back. Uh, it's on every bag, on bro. Bag, John 3.16. For God so loved the world, the world. Mm -hmm. that he gave his only son. Mm -hmm. Now whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting mm -hmm. life. Yo. So that's there. That's saving faith. Martin Luther, who was a big theologian in the 16th century who most of uh, our theological um, formation, um, he had a hand in it and he believed that wholeheartedly. Um, and it's imperative that we start to dig a little deep into what that means, mm -hmm. saved by faith, grace alone. Like what you got to say about that, bro? So, so the, the interesting part to the faith alone, uh, as we see in Romans, uh, Paul talking about Abraham. Abraham, he believed. He he was not able to see, but he believed. Yeah. So listen, he didn't have the much weight of evidence that oh, God's telling me all these stars I'm seeing is going to be this is going to be your family, right? Mm -hmm. It'll be your children's children's children. And he's like, listen, I barely had one. Yeah. 
So you're going to tell me I'm going to have more than that, right? And that's what Paul says, that it said he believed in God. And it was counted unto him, what? Righteousness. righteousness. Able to come into right standing with yeah. God because within the heart, he really believed. Yeah. Because we can even see that he believed because later through the story, we get to see that he was still pressing. He was still practicing, doing what he was already instructed to do. But yo, what is crazy? It's interesting that you brought up. Um, <laughs> we got to stay here for a couple, five more minutes and then we'll move on to the, the main topic. Go ahead, go ahead. It's interesting that you're saying about Abraham. Yo, Abraham was an idol worshiper. Mm -hmm. He came from a lineage of those who worship the moon mm -hmm. and the stars. Mm -hmm. And this is why when God called him mm -hmm. in the midst of idolatry, mm -hmm. he said, listen, I want you to leave your father's house, mm -hmm. all your belongings, mm -hmm. everything that you are associated and follow after me. Yeah. Yo, forever going to live in effective faith. Who? Effective. We have to change our outside. So we have to change the people who are around us. We have to move ourselves from what is the norm and common. Hmm. Because watch this, bro. Go ahead, bro. When you are trying to change in an environment that's unwilling to change, you're going to continue to revert back. Hmm. Can I repeat that? Go repeat that again. When you are trying to change in an environment that's unwilling to change, you're going to revert back. Hmm. Revert back to what? Revert back to what you're used to, mm. to what's common, yep. to the norm. That's true. It's true. I cannot be effective, not in a baby face, not in the baby steps of me growing in my relationship with God, not in the baby steps of me trying to learn and grow my faith in God. I have to get out of the environment that's unwilling to change so that I can start to be changed. Sweet. Yeah. So he called Abraham said, yo, leave. Bounce, go, like, because <laughs> I'm about to do something in your life that those that you are around won't, they can't interpret it. Their minds mm. are so focused on trying, here it is, go ahead. trying to see God as a image. Hmm. And the whole premise of faith, now faith, Ooh. is a substance of things unseen. Hmm. The, like we, we we cannot see what God is trying to get us to believe. Hmm. We have to have belief in it first before it materializes. Man, I don't want to say that. Back at right, and back at the prophet, it goes on to say the Lord was speaking to Habakkuk, and he was dealing with so many different situations, circumstances at that time. But to be straight, look what the Lord tell Habakkuk: I will do a work. That you will not be able to even believe it. Wow. Be that again, family, right? I'm going to do something so great that your mind will be so blown from it, it'd be hard for you to accept it. Come on, man. Isn't that mostly our lives that it's hard for us to accept the calling, right? Hard to accept the, the role, the service. Is it hard to us to accept even us being sons and daughters? Yeah. Yeah, probably because things that we are mistreatments by people who we looked up to, we admired. We, we we realized that they looked like heroes, right? But then we realized our heroes were zeros. Let's see, I ain't here. Heroes is zeros. This guy, one liners like this guy's <laughs> crazy, bro. That's a bar. Yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> 
that our heroes are zeros. We 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 can find so much with inside of them that we realize was so much inside of us. Mm. And we don't need that which was inside of them. We need the image that we thought they really had so we could. Come on. Let me take the mic. No. I want you to finish your thought. But I, you got you got my, my mind just flowing on so many different things. Just about that whole one-liner that you just said that we put so much effort and faith in someone else hmm. and all in actuality they're not what what they really seem they aren't who they really claim to no, be no. in some cases no, and i don't want to no. create like this jaded view or this distorted view yeah no, that's, like true, that. that's true that's true that makes sense Go ahead. but makes sense. what i'm trying what i'm what i'm trying to articulate is that oftentimes what god called us to do something when God puts something in our hearts to do it, we reflect it on others. Hmm. What? There's two there's two thoughts that come to mind. Either I can't do it like they can do it, so I'm not going to do it at all. Wow. Or they can do it better than I can do it, so I'm just going to allow them to continue to do what they're doing. Hmm. When God has placed a unique ability, a distinction inside all of us that no one else can do what he is calling us to do the way we are going to do it mm -hmm. no one else can talk the way that he is calling us to talk but us no one else can move the way he is calling us to move but us there there's a principle that i i i entitled distinction mm -hmm. right we're distinct true unique true Different. 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 The Bible says, and, and I wasn't even going, we wasn't even going to talk about this, but since we're here, we might as well continue to go. <laughs> we're going to go back. We're going to go back. John 15, 16, it says that I, you did not choose me, hmm. but I chose you, hmm. that you may bear much fruit and that it will remain. In other words, God put up a special blessing on you, a special covenant with you, a divine selection with you to say, listen, I called you, not them. Hmm. They got a calling, but the calling I've given you is separated and different and distinct hmm. from them. That's true, bro. Go ahead, bro. And even if those callings correlate, it's still different. It's still, it's still distinct. Why? Because there's something inside of you that I didn't put inside of them. Hmm. And you can be able to articulate, express, demonstrate, the very gift things that I place on the inside of you, like they can't. Why? Because it's not in them. It's in you. Mm. What did you, what did uh, uh, God tell the prophet Jeremiah? He said, before I formed you mm. in your mother's womb, mm. I knew you. I ordained you. I selected you. I chosen you. I called you. I handpicked you. Why? Because it was something that I needed outside. Out, that was in you to come out of you that no one else could do. Hmm. And gone are the days where we start to lose our faith in ourselves and put it in others because we feel like they do what they do better than we think that we can do what God has called us to do. Hmm. You might have to rewind that back. I'm not going to be able to repeat that one. That just came fresh off the dome. Yeah, I'm not even going to be. I'm not. I can't. Don't ask me to repeat it because I'm not going to be able to. Be, I'm not going to be able to do it. Um. So it's imperative, but I and I think that that'll ease right into the cop the uh 
the topic of discussion today, what we're going to talk about, we, we kind of gave a little introduction on saving faith, but we're going to talk about journey in faith, mm. how to journey through life with God and faith. Come on, we're going to dig right into it when we come back. Let's go. Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. Yo, we just went crazy in the beginning of this podcast, bro. That wasn't even an intro, bro. That was a whole podcast right there, bro. Like, I don't know why you got me started on that. Got my mind going. Yo, Steph has a, a true anointing on his life to, to make me talk. Like, every time I have conversations with him, off topic, but listen, every time I have conversations with him, we just go. No, we really do. We like really we do. can. This is the type of. This is my brother who we can stay on the phone for like eight hours and just talk about the gospel. Yeah, bro. we used to do that a lot. A lot. I can do that with a lot of people, but <laughs> it's not why I can do it the way I do it with him. Like it's it's very interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Yo, so we about to dive into the topic of discussion today, um, and it's journey of faith. Yeah, journey of faith. Let me give the definition again for our viewers, for our listeners. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yo, we can talk about how important how important it is to have faith. It is extremely important. We may we might we may touch on that for a little bit, but I want to talk about the destructive nature, the destructiveness of not having faith. Mm-hmm. What does that do to the life of a believer? Mm-hmm. How does it affect them? What are the negative consequences behind not having faith or allowing other people to ruin or hinder or stagnate stagnate your faith? Mm-hmm. Like I want to dig. I want to dig in that. Um, That's like the man. Well, like what do you like? What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Listen, we go to Matthew real quick. We go to Matthew. I'm, I'm just going to bring scripture real quick. Right? So we got to, you know, context, right? It's huge for us, right? So content, but no context don't make no sense. Yeah. So we got to bring some context to this content. And this is beautiful. Journeying faith, right? And we go to Matthew 14, verse 28, 33, right? This is where we got to the beginning. This is the beginning of all this, right? And we're essentially talking about journeying faith. This is a huge instance with the disciples, right? Especially Peter and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is walking on water right now, right? In the midst of this storm and all that type of stuff, just get real quick to it. There's a storm. He asked him to go out, wait before them, go on the boat. And he was even praying from top of the mountain. Theologians let us know that he was actually on the top of the mountain looking at them when they went on this boat. So the interesting thing that we become to realize real quick is that he already knew what was going to go on? Wow. Some of us, when we were in the midst of our storms real quick, sometimes we don't remember that God already knows, right? Come on, bro. So, So let me get quick back into it, right? And now Jesus is walking on the water in the midst of this storm. And, you know, let's just be real, right? You saw somebody just walking on water. <laughs> like, let's be real. You'd be like, yo, that got to be a ghost. That can't be Jesus, that got to be some, you know, Casper, my friendly friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're, you're your friendly friend, right? It's Casper, the friendly ghost. But we, we talk about being a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jamaican's duppy, you know, the hood. Yo, who's that? Like, come on. Like, yeah. so 
the interesting part as you go on to see, Peter has this different type of unique heart. Mm -hmm. I'm just want to let you know, right? For all of us, we all have different hearts. Yeah. So when you realize you have a different heart, so your faith will look so different to other people. Don't bash somebody else's faith or how it may be looking. Be begin to understand how your faith should be acting. Wow. Wait, time out. Wait. Pause. Like. Pause. <laughs> you should know how you'll be concerned pause. how your faith is looking. Pause, pause. Right? Pause, pause, how, pause. how your faith is actually right. acting. Uh-huh. <laughs> we read the beginning of the scripture, right? It says, Peter answered to him and said, Lord, if it's you, Jesus Christ is not really you on water. Mm. Right? If that's really you on water, yo, tell me to come out. Mm. Tell me to come out. He's just like, you know what? He said, you know, hey man, it's me. Come, come out. You think about this now, right? His disciples are looking at him like, yo, bro, you slow for jumping off this book in the midst of the storm. They're not saying this out loud, but internally, yeah. humanly speaking, we do that a lot. Yeah. When we see somebody want to take that business venture, we want to see people that start walking, going into ministries. We want to see people actually doing unique other things other people have not done, and it's a dream they had and they got it from God. We're quick to be like, in our hearts, we say, okay, but in our hearts, we're like, that boy's slow for that. And we don't even set, we don't self-reflect on it. Yeah. We just so quick to get in it internally. Yeah. And we want to just, you know, soothe them externally. But we don't want to be real with them and self-reflect and say, man, if that's really from God, God be with you. Mm. I'm going to pray with that for you. I might not even like it. I might like the way I heard it. But just to be real, a brother and sister in Christ, I'm going to let you let you and God deal with it. So I want to. I want to deal. Go I want to deal with those, those two type of people. Mm, go ahead. The one in the boat and the one that got out the boat. Mm. There's eleven other disciples that are sitting in the boat. These eleven, these eleven other disciples are saying things like, "This guy's crazy. He lost his. He lost his marbles. He's nuts. He's absolutely crazy." Mm. Right. Other disciples are saying, yo, listen, God be with him. Like he, he falls into the water, he drowns, that's on him. He he should have stayed in this boat where it's safe. Mm. We're safe. We're where it's comfortable, right? We know we we smooth selling. Mm. Right. So there's so many different doubts and opinions that are coming from people in the boat. And here's what we're talking about, the dangers of not having faith. Peter, a lot of people bash Peter for losing his sight off of Jesus, and we'll deal with that. Oh, yeah, but he definitely will Here we have 11 other disciples who are unwilling to get out of the boat. The dangers of not having faith doesn't look like it's not going to affect you right now, but eventually... You being afraid to not fulfill the assignment, the calling that God has placed on your life will not affect you, mm. not just affect you, mm. but it will affect generations that come after you. Wow. The book of Romans, the book of Romans chapter four, uh, Paul is talking with the church at Rome and he's talking about the father of our faith, which is Abraham. And he gets to the bottom of the chapter. He says that Abraham did not waver in his faith. Instead, it grew stronger. He looked at the deadness of Sarah's womb and he looked at his old age and his faith grew stronger. The Bible says that Abraham hoped against 
hope. You know what that means? Despite of the adversities, despite of the opposition, despite of the challenges, despite of the circumstances, he hoped against hope. He did not allow his faith to grow stale or weak. He allowed it to grow strong in the Lord. And the Bible says that God looked upon his faith and counted to him as righteousness. It says that his faith and his belief in God did, did not just have a reward or a benefit for him and Sarah, but it had a reward and a benefit for thousands mm. of generations that will come after him. Mm-hmm. Them staying in the boat was just not affecting them, but it was going to affect all those who came after them. And we see it in the end. And, I, and I, they're way better men of God than I will ever be. I'm not downplaying or disregarding the the effectiveness of, of the other of the, of the eleven apostles. But we see the two most two effective apostles in the Bible, which was Paul, and the other one was Peter, the mm-hmm. one who got out of the boat. Mm-hmm. He was unwilling. Unable, he did not have it in his blood to stay in that boat. Wow! And I don't know about anybody else. Oh, not his DNA, no. Go ahead. But I need to be one that get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. I can't be one that stays in the boat. I can't be one that allowed past circumstances to hold me down, hold me captive, be bondage to the past or be bondage to my last name or be bondage to my bloodline or be bondage to the lineage I came from. Go ahead, man. I, I can't. I can't. I got to get out of the boat. I have to I have to get out of the boat. And I know there's some viewers and some listeners that are watching us and listening to us is saying, listen, they're in the season of their life where they are, undis- are indecisive and unsure if they should be getting out of the boat. Here's your sign from God. Hmm. Get out of the boat. Hmm. Your, 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 your Christian walk is going to be a journey of faith. And you have to learn how to get out of the boat. Hmm. You know what my mentor told me, bro? Go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I was having a conversation with him. And I was sharing some of my fears and my doubts with this transition that I'm making in business, bro. Um, and uh, this business endeavor, um, my career that I'm walking into with my business basically is going into full-time entrepreneurship in that field. And pretty much I eat what I kill, bro. And like, I was literally terrified because I, I I knew how to work and I knew I was going to get a paycheck at the end of the week. That's it, right? Yeah. And um, I was sharing him with, he said several things to me, but one of the things that he said to me that hit me like a ton of bricks, he was like, you have to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. So true. Comfortability. Is the demise to your calling, to your purpose, to your assignment. You will start to find prosperity, provision, God's clarity once you get out of the boat. Once you leave comfortability and learn how to be uncomfortable, learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Peter was like, yo, listen, forget all these naysayers, these doubters. Those who have disbelief. Mm. I think I see Jesus. 
And I want to be where he is. That's that. That's a, that's a good, what? That's crazy. Oh God, that's. I'm getting out of the boat. Oh. So he got out of the boat. Can I get out? He walked on water. Hmm. And even though he lost sight, and, and here's the thing: during this journey of faith, don't think because you're trusting and believing in God, you may not experience uh, just downfalls or you may not experience pain and trials and tribulations that's just life that's true it's just life happens but god just like he did for peter will give him the grace to pick him up out of the water Ooh, we got to see listen y'all didn't keep that we just got to the water go ahead pick him out of the water mm -hmm. and give him wisdom on how to keep his eyes on him again Sometimes we all lose focus when we are on this faith journey. Sometimes we'll lose hope. Sometimes we'll go through things that we thought we wouldn't go through. But God will always give us grace and give us provision to pick us out of out of the water. Why? Because we obeyed him with getting out of the boat. Mm -hmm. you, you might read that scripture real quick when you just talk about the boat. So yeah. if y'all if y'all not knowing, right? If you're not knowing this, it's in Matthew 14, 28, right? And I'm going to right now. Right. I'm on verse 29. So Peter got out the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. So the scripture does let us know a man, a sinful man like me and you just stepped out on water and just walked. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. The only human being to do that. Right. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Mm. Listen, he just hit on the hugest point. I don't think I realized that. Look at this. There's many times. Don't mean because you start to build more in your faith. There's not going to be a misplaced that you still need to grow and call on the Lord and say, I need you right now. Yeah. Right? Because think about this, right? If you ever don't need God in your situation and circumstances, right? Why call on him? Mm -hmm. Right? Peter was walking on water but just like us right so here it is right faith right we're gonna hear this right faith is walking with the little that you do know to walk into the unknown mm. wow listen y'all don't hear me oh wait go ahead now hear me now hear me, now hear me bro. faith is walking with the little that you do know to walk into the unknown to the unknown what well, look at the unknown for peter is i did not know what was going to be on the water in the water That's around right. the water around i don't know the disciples could have came and grabbed me and messed up my whole train of thought right but i still chose to walk that's good walking with the little that you do know mm. into the unknown mm. i listen we got to do a part two i'm not even gonna get to some of the things that I feel like are destructive narratives or destructive tactics. There we go. That the enemy uses to hinder or stagnate our faith. We'll, we'll do a part two. Yeah. We'll do a part two. Five more minutes. We're going to deal with that point. <laughs> Walking with the little that you do know into the unknown, mm -hmm. bro. On this faith journey, like we're going to experience what Peter experienced. God would never allow us to drown. Mm -hmm. We would never get to a point where things feel like, you know, we're not going to be able to get out of what we're in. Mm -hmm. He won't allow that, but we will experience some things. True, true, true. But here's how you continue to walk on the faith journey. Mm. 
Here's how you do not allow the circumstances or outside influences or outside noises or opinionated people or negative thoughts or disbelief to keep you from losing your your mind, mm -hmm. your focus, mm -hmm. and the promise that God has given you mm. is to continue to believe in the little that you do know. Mm -hmm. You know that God is faithful. True. You know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm. You know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Bring the word. Bring the word. You know that God is his shield in the buckler. You know that God is our provider. You know that God is our way maker. He is who he is. And he will continue to be who he always has been. Mm -hmm. Remember the little that you do know. Little that you do know. Even when you're in the unknown. Wow. Wait, say that again. Because they didn't hear that. <laughs> Remember the little that you do know. Even when you're in the unknown, because that will keep you from forfeiting mm. the purpose that God has given you that you can only unlock when you are journeying with him in faith. Yo, it's done. We went long. This is 37 minutes. We only, our goal was 30. We're going to do a part two. We'll do a part two. Steph, listen, this, this is, I want to continue, but listen, I don't want to. I don't want to get our viewers to say, oh, these guys are way too long. Like, let's, let's just end right here, bro. Yo, this was dope. This was phenomenal. Yo, again, thank you guys for joining us for our second episode on the Journey Podcast. I hope uh, this part one of this part two faith, uh, journeying with the Lord in faith, really bless you, gave you some key principles and some things that you can apply to your life, some takeaways that you can take uh, throughout the week and just you know, marinate on these and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work on you in these areas of getting out of the boat. Let's go.